Hi everyone and welcome to today's episode, Ice Ice Baby, Do or Don't. Today we have Dr. Monica Schwedeski, physician in sport and science, to allow us to answer if icing is the best course of action on soft tissue injury. When managing soft tissue injuries, icing in lieu of the RISA formula is used as the default protocol as the immediate treatment, being utilised in both amateur and professional sport. However, modern research has compiled evidence to support that rice may not be nice and protocols such as meat, movement, exercise, analgesics, treatment and RTR, active movement is the answer, provided significantly better results. So let's get into it. Thank you for that introduction and welcome everyone. There are three types of injuries, soft, hard and special tissue and we will be focusing upon the effects of icing in soft tissue injuries. When a soft tissue injury transpires, it may be due to either trauma, overuse, or as a secondary injury, which all present varying symptoms upon the individual, as seen in the booklet. Once a part of the body is traumatised, it acts as a catalyst for the body's multi-response phase of injury recovery, as can be further understood in the booklet, with the onset of physiological reactions such as damage to tissue and nerve endings, bleeding and bruising at the injury site due to damage in capillaries, formation of blood clots, swelling at the injury site, and further tissue damage, bleeding and swelling can occur if the injury is not managed correctly in the first instance. As we now have a basic understanding of what initially happens when a soft tissue injury occurs, we can now move to the inflammatory phase where we consider what procedure is best for optimal recovery, ice or not. The question I have now is, what is inflammation? Inflammation is a process triggered by damage to tissue, which consequently activates the immune system to protect the body from further injury, disease or infections. The first response phase is the acute inflammatory response phase. In this phase, we may surveil bruising and discoloration at the trauma site due to leakage of fluid from damaged blood vessels underneath the skin. This pooling of blood may result in displays of black, blue, purple, brown, and yellow discoloration, with colour variants depending upon the stage of biomechanical breakdown of haemoglobin, with changes of colour occurring as different components of the blood are broken down and processed. More so, edema, or more colloquially referred to as swelling, results from leakage in capillary fluids, as well as the increased movement of white blood cells to the injury site. Additionally, vascular changes are noted, referring to the modification of the body's network of blood vessels. The purpose of this alteration is to widen blood flow through vascular dilation, thus advertently mobilising and transporting immune system cells. This response allows the initiation of healing as the Institute for Quality and Efficiency in Healthcare confirms in what is an inflammation. Consequently, the damaged cells are removed and new collagen is laid upon the injury site. Collagen is the ideal candidate for muscle repair due to its high bioavailability. As found by Cynthia Cooper in the Fundamentals of Hand Therapy, type 1 and 2 collagen compromises 90% of the body's connective tissue. Furthermore, as investigated in collagen in tendon ligament bone healing, a current review, type 2 collagen provides great advantages in soft tissue repair attributable to its ability to quickly create crosslinks and stabilise the repair site. More so, collagen attracts fibroblasts, which cellularly compose the fundamental framework of our tissues and organs, as well as maintaining our intracellular matrix. 
This provides support for the formation of new blood vessels, wound debridement, and wound tissue re-epithelization. Further, as articulated in physiology granulation tissue, establishment of granulation tissue prevents re-injury and is essential for the proliferation phase. So what do you recommend we do as an alternative protocol to RISA in order to treat inflammation? The standard model of rehabilitation emphasises the need for prolonged rest, as otherwise increased tissue damage and prolonged recovery is risked. Opposingly, one of the most significant advances in contemporary treatment of myofascial injury and pain, soft tissue injuries, associates the positive impacts of controlled activity continuation in recovery and in restoration to the trauma. Furthermore, as argued by French surgeon and physician Just Lucas Champierre, the active motion accelerates musculoskeletal injury recovery, whilst noting the significance of progressive loading based upon mobility. More modernly, academic research states the following against ice. In conclusion, icing attenuated or delayed the infiltration of inflammatory cells in muscle following injury from the Queensland University of Technology. Data suggests that topical cooling, a commonly used clinical intervention, seems to not improve but rather delay recovery from the Journal of Strength and Conditioning Research. And lastly, the application of ice or chirotherapy has been found to not only delay recovery but to also damage tissue in the process from the sport journal. Considering this, there are numerous alternatives to RISA in treating soft tissue injury, with the most common ones being no harm, a reader, peace and love, protect, rest and optimal loading, and lastly, meat. Meat is being advocated as a new protocol opposing RISA. Meat as a process aims to heighten blood flow to consequently boost recovery. The acronym stands for Movement, Exercise, Anaglacica and Treatment, which in cohesion with one another aims to result in quicker return to play as an effect of implementing movement as soon as possible. Movement is prescribed to promote blood flow to the injury area, promoting the stimulation of scar tissue formation and recovery. Supplementary evidence illustrates that early resumption of activity within the pain tolerance of the athlete encourages restoration of function. Movement additionally stimulates fluid transaction to and from the injury, resulting upon the complete reliance the lymphatic system has upon the muscle contraction to move such fluid. Furthermore, small stress upon the soft tissue enables the injury to heal. As when the injury is placed under a small load, the new tissue reorganizes itself into a similar composition of the previous tissue, hence strengthening the tissue in the direction of tension. Such stress and movement does not need to be strenuous, as devices such as the Mark Pro allow muscle stimulation and contraction without requiring, requiring the athlete to move. The next step, exercise, is a progression from movement as it suggests pain-free exercise through the use of isometric contractions along with very light resistance training. This enables a maintenance of fitness, promotion of blood circulation, prevention of severe muscle atrophy, and builds overall physical and mental well-being. Other forms of exercise are hydrotherapy, aiming to build muscle movement with partial weight-bearing, as suggested in meat instead of rice for soft tissue rehabilitation. Furthermore, as found in the rice protocol is a myth, a review and recommendations, mild movements assist in expediting tissue healing. 
with a nod to the detriment of replying cold as it suppresses the immune system's response to start and continue recovery. Analglasia or pain relief is advised in aiding pain, which thus enables easier function and movement. Intense pain can reduce the body's ability to heal, in lieu affecting the pain felt by the individual. Lessening pain allows for normal functions to be more bearable and resultingly speeding up recovery. Additionally, if pain is inadequately controlled, it may cause maladaptive coping mechanisms and compensating movements, leading to limping, disturbed sleep, changes in body positions and decreased life quality. Also, as found in the impact of psychological stress on wound healing methods and mechanisms, this article articulates a negative impact between psychological stresses ensuing clinical delays in wound healing. The final step in the MEET protocol is treatment, which requisites the individual to seek treatment and referral to a medical professional to provide accurate diagnosis accompanied by a correct treatment plan. This may include kinesiotaping, myofascial release, hydrotherapy, corrective exercise, or a combination of these. Varying factors are taken into account, such as, such as the severity of the injury, physical location, desired recovery time, and the availability and frequency of treatment. Treatment is vital as when a ligament, for example, does not completely heal, the likelihood of re-injury grows along with overall chronic joint instability. That's all very intriguing. Do you have a summary you would like to leave our listeners with? More so. Immobilisation was rationalised as a preventative measure of decreasing further tissue damage whilst reducing recovery time, whereas now there is extensive research to support the polar opposite, that prolonged resting delays healing, increases recovery time and may potentially cause further tissue damage. As again reiterated from researchers at the University of Queensland, mobilisation promotes blood flow, thus reducing muscle atrophy. More so, earlier mobilisation symptomatically reduces pain, swelling, stiffness and generates greater range of motion as opposed to results shown with immobilisation. Ice utilisation is becoming increasingly unrecommended with its purpose and requirement being only for reducing pain of soft tissue injury. My lasting words for your audience is, ice may not be so nice, but meat definitely is neat.